Good morning and welcome to this episode of The Magellan Show. Thanks so much for being a part of our broadcast today. It is Thursday, August the 13th, 2015. I appreciate your being a part of this broadcast. Our website is www.magellanshow.com. Don't forget, you can follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Real Magellan. And you can stay connected with us that way and follow all of our tweets and updates. You can also check out our Twitter page right on our website, the Twitter feed, I should say, and stay connected with what we're doing. Don't forget, if you want to email us and say hello or if you have a question or whatever it may be, comment. The email address is contact at MagellanShow.com. Want to thank iqdcalls.com for posting our shows on the Magellan page over there. We do want to thank them for that. Obviously, you can listen to us at MagellanShow.com. Also, if you'd prefer to listen by phone, you can do that too. The live number is 646-929-0709. Don't forget, we have a playback number where you can listen at your convenience. Area code 712 seven seven five seven zero three nine the access code is three two seven seven five six pound well let's go ahead now and get into the news today a lot of things happening toward the end of last uh the last show on tuesday uh, as it was wrapping up for those of you that were following us on Twitter, you probably noticed some of the breaking news and that having to do with China. Now, we've been talking about China, and we know that China has been having some challenges with their stock market that it, well, beyond challenges, it's it just been failing on them and spiraling out of control to the downward side. On Tuesday's broadcast, we were talking about how China has been pumping money into their market, and really that, that China, the government of China, had been the biggest investor in its own stock market to try to artificially keep it afloat. Since that time, something major has occurred that took place just a couple of days ago. That has to do with the currency. With the yuan, uh, it went down. Now, why did it go down? Because the Chinese government decided that it would go down. It's all part of a currency war. The Chinese yuan went down about 2%, which caused a shockwave around the world within the financial markets. It took the Dow down about 200 points on, uh, on, on the very day, on, on Tuesday. And today, well, not quite so much. But what we are seeing, though, is that this is affecting other currencies, including the United States dollar. Now, remember, I've been saying for a very long time that the U.S. dollar has been artificially on a on a rally if you will that it's been that it's been up and there's no denying that but not based upon the proper fundamentals 
now we are seeing that the dollar is also fo following suit. Mind you, it's only down a little bit, but I believe that we have only just begun. And the concerns that many of us have expressed for what might come in the not-too-distant future and in the fall and, and beyond could very well be getting underway even now, at least in part. And this is concerning for all of us. Some of you might be saying to yourselves, well, I don't trade currencies. I don't exchange currencies. I don't plan on traveling to another country where I would have to uh, exchange dollars for some other type of, of currency, be it the euro or uh, the dinar or the pound or any other currency for that matter. And, well, that's, 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 that's true. That's a good point. But what we have to remember is, is whether we are exchanging uh, into other currencies or not, the point is when it comes to, to the U.S. dollar, our currency here in the United States of America, we have to remember that when it devalues and as it is devaluing, what that causes is inflation. And many times something known as hyperinflationary activity. Not too long ago, I was talking to you all about the Zimbabwe dollar. Now, many have speculated on the Zimbabwe dollar as a play, and, and certainly not as a currency anymore, but rather as a collectible because it no longer is a currency because of hyperinflation. And things are not good in that country. Yes, there are opportunities to maybe make a little here or there on it. And, and my point of bringing up Zimbabwe is not to, to talk about its currency uh, as a play right now here, here at the present moment, but to, but to illustrate a very important principle as to what can happen to a country when hyperinflation takes off. Well, it's not, well, we're not just talking about a little bit of inflation, but major inflation. Every country goes through a little bit, and it can be healthy, but not to this extent. And I believe that we are on the brink of some significant inflation, if not hyperinflation, uh, just around the corner. Because when you have a, a devalued dollar, the only thing that can happen is for prices to go up on all major goods and services. If wages do not go up, then you have a real problem. And those that might be at this point enjoying a good standard of living would no longer experience that. I know that this is troubling. I know that this is scary and concerning. But don't just take my word for it. There are those that have spent the majority of their lifetimes studying economics that are coming out and saying the exact same thing. Some very credible analysts, in fact, I'm sure many of you are familiar with with Peter Schiff. Now, Peter Schiff has been 
on all types of talk shows, uh, especially uh, those having to do with finance. Yes, he's on alternative radio, but he's also very respected even in mainstream news and in mainstream financial sector. He is seen frequently on CNBC, but you also will see him on on other programs like InfoWars, etc. Peter Schiff, and I actually tweeted this yesterday, this is his quote, America is on a race to the bottom. A race to the bottom. So if you're on MagellanShow.com and you are looking at our Twitter feed, scroll down and check out that particular link because I think you'll find it to be very intriguing. So a Tuesday stunning announcement that the People's Bank of China would devalue the Chinese yuan about 2% against the U.S. dollar, China became the latest nation to join the global currency war. But according to outspoken market pundit Peter Schiff, China's too late because, and, and he gives the reason why here, because the United States has already has already had the inside track in the battle to debase its currency. So they've already been working on this, is what he is saying in a nutshell. America is going to win the currency war, Schiff said Tuesday on CNBC's Future Now. I think we're going to win, but right now you have a dollar bubble. I believe that. I believe that what Peter Schiff is saying is true, and I wish it were not the case. And certainly this is not a war that you want to win. But the question is, why? Why would the United States and other nations, powerful nations, want to devalue their currencies so significantly, or at least enter the path of devaluation? What's the purpose in all of this? What's the reasoning behind it? Well, one thing is trade. When you have a weak currency, you have an advantage in trade on a major level, on a major government level and on a level of big business. Let me take it down to really really basic uh, basic terms for the everyday person. If I am on Amazon or eBay or, or some website, chances are, chances are, I will be able to find a better deal on a product or, or service or whatever it might be by maybe purchasing from Canada or Australia or New Zealand or or some other country where maybe the currency is just a little bit below the dollar. I might have a little bit of an advantage. That's true. That's why sometimes you'll hear of folks purchasing certain products from Canada, especially those that that maybe live, even if you're not doing it on the Internet, even 
just in in everyday life why why folks in michigan and and, and bordering uh states will actually cross over into canada and uh, acquire uh various uh uh various, various merchandise because of the advantage that the dollar has had over say the canadian dollar but let's go back to the point so if i were to make a purchase from someone in the UK, in England, I might not get quite what I want. Well, I might get what I want, but I'm going to have to pay a lot more because the British pound is a lot stronger than the dollar. So it would cause me then to want to resist purchasing from places like the UK. Now, on the flip side of things, you could see how it would be very hard for someone who is trying to sell merchandise from, from the U.K. because, well, because their, their dollar is strong, it's going to shy uh, – buyers are going to shy away from you. And those of you that, that are living in the U.K., you understand what I'm saying. But this is on a very basic level. I'm just using this example, those that might do a little uh, buying and selling on eBay or, or wherever it may be. Now, now, amp this up a gazillion times to a big, big business kind of, kind of perspective or on a governmental level. This is the reason why the powerful elite want a, a weak currency because many who don't really take a lot of time to study economics will say, well, this doesn't make sense. But yes, to them it makes perfect sense. But to the average person, it doesn't make much sense, and, and it shouldn't. And the big problem is, is that we are the ones who will be affected by it. And this is why we have to protect ourselves from such actions. History is a great teacher. We know that. And when we look at countries that have experienced hyperinflation, well... It's not a good thing. I give you the example of Zimbabwe. Then what happens? Then your money is not worth very much, so you can't buy anything to speak of. Same thing happened a few years ago, many years ago, in South Africa. Also, in Iraq. We've talked about Iraq before, right? In Iraq, when you had the dinar that was worth you know, a lot of money, worth more than the dollar was, powerful currency. So they devalued, now it was for a different reason, it was because they had, had placed international sanctions on the country and they were trying to disable uh, the Saddam regime and, from, uh, and terrorists from uh, having, uh, having financial, uh, a financial advantage. But the people of Iraq suffered. And, well, they didn't even get pennies on the dollar. That would have been one thing. But they got a fraction of a cent to every dollar. See what I'm saying? This is where we're at. This is why I am raising awareness. And I'm not the only one. As I said, Peter Schiff is, is calling this the, the dollar bubble. And he says, it says, the dollar bubble claims uh, 
fly in the face of how the U.S. common currency has performed this year. Yes, the dollar index is up more than 7% year-to-date, but according to the Euro-Pacific Capital CEO, Peter Schiff, the Federal Reserve will hold off on raising rates as long as possible, and over time, that will cause the dollar to collapse. Remember how the Fed was saying that they would raise rates? And so folks were saying, okay, maybe we'll just get out of the stock market and jump into uh, interest-bearing accounts, and we'll, we'll let our dollars work for us. That was going to have taken place like next month. But they're saying, no, it's not going to happen now. Not after all of this. And so that's why Peter Schiff is saying what he's saying. And Euro-Pacific Capital has hit it right more times than not. But it's not just Euro-Pacific Capital that's saying this. Analysts, financial analysts from around the world have expressed their dire concerns, and justifiably so. So what can we do? Well, first of all, we have to see the big picture. Speaking of which, we're going to be airing our first broadcast of the big picture this Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Time. Don't miss that program. Uh, we'll be announcing it uh, on Twitter and uh, uh, on other websites as well, so you don't want to miss that program. But definitely, the powers that be want to have this advantage in trade, but, but it even goes beyond that. I believe that this is all part of the plan to usher in what, what has long been talked about, that being a new world order. And with that comes a new currency, uh, new, new laws, new ideas. We've discussed Agenda 21 on this program where the United Nations has, has issued its, well, how can I say it? They, they, they have, have put forth their agenda and their plan to control, to control the masses and to set in motion a new system where property rights would no longer be in existence, where the idea of being able to get into your vehicle and travel and go far distances would no longer be an option. This is the plan. This is the goal. This is where we are headed. It's all interwoven. And unfortunately, that is the case. First of all, we have to be prepared spiritually. We must, we must prepare ourselves and draw closer to God and to seek His face and to Ask him to guide us and to direct us in the way in which we should go. That might mean a lot of things for a lot of people. 
And what God says to me may be a little different from what God says to you based upon our current situations. But the point is, is that we hear God. But there are some things that we can do that are just common sense uh, approaches. We can't, we can't become overtaken. We can't let this thing over, uh, uh, you know, just come upon us unawares. No, no, we must not allow that to take place or to happen. We have to be ready. We have to have a game plan. And you have to make an inventory of those things that you need in your life on a daily basis and say, okay, where would I be if I did not have this or if I did not have that? Keep in mind that most grocery stores have about a two to three day supply of food. And if you don't think I'm right, just think back to the last snowstorm that maybe you had in your area. And just the, the rush to buy bread and milk and eggs, you know, everybody's got to buy those things when it's, when it's wintertime. And just remember how it cleared out the shelves. Just, just imagine it and take it one step further. If we were to witness some type of major, major catastrophe or a shift in, in government practices, new laws, new executive orders, things are changing. And they're changing fast. We've talked a little bit about Jade Helm on this program. We'll get to some, some top news stories here in just a moment. But we know that Jade Helm is a military exercise that's being conducted even out in the United States, especially in the Southwest. And that they have color-coded certain states based upon the demographics, based upon the way that they feel that, that these various population centers would react to certain laws and so forth, from California to Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, but that's just to name a few areas that would be considered hostile. And if not hostile, other areas that might be more permissive. Some states would be considered uncertain. The martial law forces of Jade Helm are, are all over the place. In the United States, we are witnessing unprecedented troop movements. Some of the American people are becoming hypervigilant, as they know from what they are seeing, that something is terribly wrong. The takeover of America well underway as the country sleeps its way through the major events and embraces the beginning of 
a new television series, an NFL season, whatever it may be, where we are distracted. We're so easily distracted. And we have been inundated with information. Information, sometimes information overload. And that's not always a good thing. Of, of course it's not. We have become almost desensitized because we hear about these predictions and warnings so much of the time that we, in a sense, tune it out. As though it will happen at some point, but not anyway soon. Maybe way down the road. From Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine. Jade Helm military forces are training with local law enforcement in order to quell any civil unrest. Most of you listening within the sound of my voice are not in Missouri. So there may be a few of you that are, but the majority of you listening are not in Missouri. Those of you that are in Missouri, specifically in the suburb of St. Louis known as Ferguson, then you will know that civil unrest is very real. If you were living in Baltimore not too long ago, during the, what was that, the Freddie Gray incident, then you will know that civil unrest is a very real issue. And have you ever stopped to think about something? about the fact that many of these many of these riots and protests and racial tensions whatever the catalysts might be could they be the cause that raises the need for a heavy-handed response to where something like Jade Helm 15 would be in a way legitimized. When society is out of control, then we look for answers from the government. This is where we're at, unfortunately, in America internally but it does not stop there unfortunately it does not we're going to be looking at some other stories making headlines as well so much to cover there was a massive explosion in China just yesterday major news story major explosion in Tianjin, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, a Chinese city, a major port city, a uh, frightening video uh, that we have posted on, uh, on our Twitter feed, at Real Magellan on Twitter. A Chinese fuel storage facility exploded Wednesday night, local time, of course, injuring scores of people in 
Tianjin, a major port city southeast of Beijing. The two explosions about 30 seconds apart. Captured in video happened at about 10.30 p.m. local time. The tremor from the blast, the, the larger of which measured 2.9 on the Richter scale, was felt 10 kilometers away. It sent between three and 400 people to the hospital with injuries. And uh, just a major, major situation uh, over there uh, in China. Of course, we were speaking about the, the currency war. And I tell you what, remember when we were just talking about Greece? And I said, look, I, I know we're talking about Greece, but I don't think it's going to stop with just the Greek situation. And now we're seeing that things are spreading around the world. Russia and NATO actively preparing for possible war. Check out this article. Russia and NATO are actively preparing for for war. Well, let's let's go a little deeper. With one another amid the greatest buildup of military tension in Europe since the end of the Cold War, a new report says, rival exercises by the Russian armed forces and NATO led to s several near-miss incidents that could result in confrontation between the two sides. And leaders need to consider a new arms control treaty to avert the possibility of heightened tensions spilling into war. The report by the European Leadership Network, a think tank, comes amid the most intense fighting for six months in eastern Ukraine. And as Michael Fallon, the defense minister, pledged to expand a British Army training mission to Ukraine. We do not suggest that the leadership of either side has made a decision to go to war or that a military conflict between the two is inevitable. But the change profile of exercises in a fact is a fact, and it does play a role in sustaining the current climate tensions in Europe, the authors write. There's more to this story, of course, and you can read it in its entirety. Just go to our website, www.magellanshow.com, and scroll down to our Twitter feed and click on that link talking about Russia and NATO. Certainly, this is something that uh, gives rise uh, to, um, to, to a great level of, uh, of, of, of concern, and, and it's very troubling that you would have such a, a military buildup with tensions that, that haven't been experienced like this since the Cold War. We have not even had a chance to even talk about what's going on in Iran, in the Middle East. Secretary of State John Kerry said that if Congress doesn't pass this Iranian arms deal, then that could bring about really bad news for the dollar. 
that really puts Congress in a tight spot. First of all, I don't think that it has anything to do with the dollar, but that's what that's what Secretary of State Kerry is saying. Trying to use that as leverage, of course. Obviously, there are fears by many that we are on the brink of World War III. I'm not here to say that that is about to happen, but I'm also not here to say I'm I'm also not going to say that it isn't. There are obvious tensions on every side and in space. Fears over rise in anti-satellite weapons created by Russia. And, uh, you know, it's like, where, where does all of this end? The, the thing that we have to be mindful of, my friends, is that God is in control of every situation. He is. That does not mean that we should not be concerned. That does not mean that we should not be prudent. That does not mean that we should not make appropriate preparations when necessary and appropriate. And as I said earlier on this broadcast, only you can make that decision as to what you and your family should do in the light of these events. Obviously, in, in the context of, of the Lord God leading you, as you've had a time of prayer and, and, and fellowship with the Lord over such issues. As we draw nigh to God, He will do the same. He'll 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 draw nigh unto us, and He goes before us. Whether we're whether we're here, wherever here is for you, whether it's in America or in Europe or some other place entirely. Sometimes God says, stay. Sometimes God says, go. And sometimes God says, wait until I give you further instructions. And we see examples of this in the scriptures all of the time. And this situation, or these situations, are, are no exception. So we trust in the Lord and in the power of his might. We trust in the name of Jesus. Stay connected with us. We're here for you. MagellanShow.com. 
also on Twitter at Real Magellan. You can listen to us live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, you can listen by phone, live, or on the playback. Playback number is 712-775-7039 with access code 327-756-POUND. Of course, MagellanShow.com, IQDCalls.com as well on the Magellan page and other sites that are posting our programs. Check us out on iTunes, and uh, we appreciate your listening to the show. Browse around our website, uh, see what's uh, see what's going on uh, on our site, and uh, like I said, if you have any questions or comments, you can certainly email us contact at MagellanShow.com. If you enjoy the programs and uh, you are blessed by our programs, definitely uh, consider uh, donating to what we're doing. We are a voice. We've been a voice for two years, and we're not going anywhere. But we do need and appreciate your support. A gift, uh, large or small, is always, always appreciated. And, and, and give with... Uh, with generosity and with a cheerful heart, we we do appreciate that uh, because we are speaking the truth. And as many of you know, we have, for the time being, canceled the Inspiration Sunday broadcast, which was uh, Sunday mornings, and we did that for about a year and a half. And we stopped that because we, well, felt like it was time to move in a new a new direction, a new spiritual direction. And that's why this Sunday night we will have our first program, as I was uh, mentioning earlier, called The Big Picture. We're going to talk about some spiritual issues as well as the things that are going on around the world and how it shapes uh, you know, the way we live and what we're doing. And I think you'll find it to be uh, an insightful broadcast. And I hope it blesses you. And I hope that it will inform you uh, and and encourage you and motivate you and all of the above. This Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that's 8 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. out on the West Coast. I want to thank you all for listening to our broadcast. We do appreciate it very much. Have a great Thursday, and we'll see you this Sunday night. This is Magellan. Have a great day. Bye-bye for now.